it's me. Oh, so that means you have to have a Shit. cookie. Oh, look at that. We're not ready. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Are you good? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylat. And this is Kalina. Nora Podcasts, who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels and other types of romance novels. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Sorry. We got Why a little discombobulated. Like I feel like we haven't done this in so long. We haven't done it in a month. Oh, that is why. That's it's exactly been a month. Why. It's a long time. And we do this every holiday season because we oh, go we about do. a month. And then we're always like, whoa, what happens? How do you even mm. wrote? How do you even talk? What do we do anymore? Bro? I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what we do is we use up a bank of, of episodes exactly. because we're taking the holiday season off, essentially. And then we get back into January and we're like, oh, fuck, we have an episode <laughs> coming out in a week and we have nothing recorded. <laughs> Shit. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Record something. So, uh. We hope everybody had a happy new year and we're Mm -hmm. ready to get into this. But before we talk about our book, do you have a quickie? Yes. Cats or dogs? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm assuming you mean like as pets or like companions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. While I love them both, I love dogs. I love cats. I think because of my history with the animals that I've had, I am more of a cat person. Because my cat, Dookie, was definitely the love of my life. (laughs) He was my soulmate. I loved that freaking cat so much. And he loved me. And we just had this amazing, like, companionship with each other. And he was just so special to me. So I loved Trunks and Scotty. And I love Pancake. He's a great dog. But I have a soft spot for cats. Definitely. But what about Saucy? I love Saucy. I also love Sauce, and I loved all the other cats that I've had. Sauce has got a really big personality, and he's really funny, and he's like the tiniest cat I've ever had. Just kidding. <laughs> he's like 22 pounds. He's a monster cat. <laughs> he's a monster cat. I was in denial for a very long time, guys. So long. <laughs> he's not big, and I'm like, that's a huge cat. <laughs> I mean, he's just a baby. He's so small. Well, I also call my Doberman a baby, and he is not a baby. <laughs> Or small. Also, not a baby or small. <laughs> He's a very, very big true. dog. He <laughs> has a very sizable dent in the mattress in the small corner that he always lays in a ball. And I'm, like, I was looking at it today and I was like, that is a 75 pound dog sleeping in one hole. And now I have a hole in my mattress. <laughs> um, I'm a dog person. <laughs> yeah. I have lived with all both animals. I've never personally owned like been a cat parent or responsible sole responsibility for a cat Mm -hmm. i've had roommates with cats so i've lived with them and i love cats they're fun but there's nothing like my dog Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah he loves me and i love him and i have told him repetitively that he's not allowed to die so i just hope Mm -hmm. he understands his his mission in life (laughs) he's gotta gotta live forever sometimes they're just obstinate and they're just like well That's why I want him to drink the Hemingway water. Yes, (laughs) let him drink the Hemingway. Drink some of that water. He will live for at least 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have all of the good water forever and ever. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so he's... Cool. 
I just can't see loving anything as much as I love him. Oh, yeah. I totally am. I'm with you on that because I loved Dookie so much. And I still do, even though, you know, Mm -hmm. he was 21 when he died. So Mm -hmm. and that's for a cat. That's pretty damn amazing. That's that's pretty old. That's making it Mm -hmm. in the legs. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right, guys. So this week we're going to be reviewing Dragon Prince. This is the first book of the... Krillixen. Krillixen. And Lords. Krillixen Lords. Book. It's by Michelle M. Pillow, uh, narrated by Michael Ferrarilo. Yeah, I tried to listen to when he said it at the beginning of the book, and uh, I didn't get much better than that either. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I listened to the beginning and the very end, and I'm like, no, that I, Mr. Michael, I, I apologize, but yeah. that is, that is He's what a good it is, narrator. So. Did well. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this book has a lot of plot and world building that I'm not going to do too much on, um, <laughs> because... Yeah, it would be a long, long episode. And I think you should listen to the book if you want to know about it. But Mm -hmm. basically, we're on another planet. These are dragon shifters that live on a planet. And there's also cat shifters on the planet, on the same planet. There's two suns. One is like a blue sun and it has like a special blue radiation that's kind of partially responsible for why they are shifters. But there's aliens and and other kind of species and and there's a federation and they don't have control because the the shifters don't want to be part of the federation. They don't trust them. Um, But there's this weird like refugee situation on the planet where they're, they're housing, hosting some refugees from a, a world that got decimated by a disease and the Federation is supposed to be helping with that, but in a way they're undermining the whole situation. So there's a lot of like political intrigue and the two uh, main races of the of the world, the dragons and the cats, have their monarchical hierarchies. <laughs> there's kings and princes and queens and princesses and stuff like that. And then, you know, all this other intrigue, negotiation, uh, diplomacy shit happens because of the Federation and others. But all that aside, we meet Greer. He is the Dragon Prince, one of many, but he is the next in line to be mm-hmm. Dragon King, I guess, when his father passes or, you know, abdicates his throne. And he's thinking about all his responsibilities and he and his cousins, all of the same generation, have the ability of flight and fire, which previous dragon shifters did not have the ability for. They were more just like big giant Godzillas, I think. Just, yes, just big dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> this blue moon or blue whatever. The blue sun. The blue power. Made this been... whole next generation have yes. the ability of flight. So Greer is pondering his life as you know, will be future king and uh, what he hopes to achieve and how difficult the tensions are right now on the planet because of the Federation. And they're definitely doing some underhanded shit. People are being added to the refugees encampment all the time and like trying to make it a bigger, more substantial encampment, but they're not feeding them. And so the dragons are trying to smuggle food to them and they have all these backdoor dealings and mm-hmm. whatever. And it happens also be the night of the dragon ma- mating ritual, which only comes around once a year when both suns are down so it's the only night that that's fully dark and that's when the dragons get their fuck on and <laughs> or don't actually they don't fuck 
They're not allowed to fuck that night, they're but they do meet if their you, mate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the pre-mate, like the ones that are already mated can obviously do whatever they want. Yes. They can fuck. <laughs> but the ones who are looking for their mates can't. So they have this tradition of when they're young dragons, they go swimming down to the bottom of some body of water. I don't remember if it was an ocean or whatever. And they find Sunk. a shard, a crystal shard, mm-hmm. and they pick it up. Whichever one that speaks to them, they pick up and that's their crystal. And when it glows, they will be within a certain distance of their mate. And then once they find their mate, then they can you know, wed and it'll be happy faded mate day. Um <laughs> And he did, he's been avoiding the the event for a while because he's like not ready yet to meet his mate. And then one night he's hanging around uh, in the caves. Uh, he was doing some reconnaissance on the situation, and his crystal starts to glow. And he tries to run towards like who he thinks might be someone in the cave with him, and he doesn't see anyone, and there's no one there. And he gets really discouraged that, and then his crystal stops glowing. Mm-hmm. So either they were never there or. His he thinks the gods fucking are with fucking him. with he does, him. He thinks the gods are fucking with him. Because he made a big, like, snotty statement about how he never wants to get married. Yeah. Um, and he only did it in that way that people, like, say, I don't ever want something. Because they really want something. But they don't exactly. want everyone to know how badly they want it. <laughs> so he was being like that. And now he's like, oh, no, I offended the gods. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's Selena. She is a prisoner of the Federation. She escapes. She has a special ability where no one can lie to her. So especially if she asks a direct question, you have to answer it. But even just being around her, people tend to divulge secrets and tell truths that they Mm -hmm. don't want to say. So naturally, the Federation's like, sweet, look at all this interrogation shit we can get done if we just have this woman in the room, right? Yep. Um, And so they have her as prisoner. She's trying to escape. She hasn't eaten in days. She's hiding out in this cave. Oh, a cave, you don't say. (laughs) Could it be the same? No. And she's trying to escape off the planet, but she doesn't have any resources or money. She's dirty. She hasn't eaten. She passes out in this cave. A dragon shows up and hauls her out of the cave and flies over the city with her. And she's like, oh, shit, this is how I die. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then she wakes up and she's in a palace and a princess shows up and is like, don't worry, girl. I got you. I'll help you get off the planet. And they're all (laughs) sweet and nice. And of course, they can't lie to her. So she realizes they really are nice people who are like just Mm -hmm. trying to help her. And they're like, yeah, you can't stay here because the Federation will, like, use it as an excuse to attack the dragons or something. And so we got to help you get off the planet. And then we got to do it under cover of night. And this is the only time that it's actually dark because it's the one night of the year. But Mm -hmm. it's also the dragon mating ritual. And oh, no, what happens? Okay, they run into each other at the dragon mating ritual. (laughs) And so naturally, Greer Caesar and his his crystal glows and everybody also sees it. So they're all like, oh, my God, the prince has found his mate. Yay. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, bitch, I am not marrying she's you. She's like, nah, I don't think so. No. Nope. And so then the rest of the book is them trying to figure out what's going on. One, what's going on? Like how the, the Federation is bringing people onto the planet with nobody seeing. So she's she agreed to help them uncover the situation if he helps her get off the planet eventually. And she's just very adamant that she's not going to stay and get married, that he Mm -hmm. is wrong and that he can find somebody better. And he tries to explain the whole crystal thing like, no, I only have one soulmate. (laughs) And it's you because you made the crystal glow. She's like, no, just find somebody else who's not me. (laughs) He's like, 
I can't. And like, this... So they're not understanding each other. But yeah. anyway, they're hanging out. She like all the time. She's like looking at his naked body because he's like only wearing a lo- loincloth for like oh, half the mo- book. My God. And she's just like, well, I guess I can look at him. And of course you can because he's hot. Uh, <laughs> and of course, dragon, you know, shifters are always naked because they always are shifting. So yeah. that happens a lot, too. And he flies her around and they get ambushed and then they save each other and then they get ambushed again. And a lot of stuff happens. <laughs> And it's dramatic. And then one night they're just like hanging out before she's about to leave. And I don't even think there's a reason why, but they just start to fuck, right? So she's kind of like, yeah, I guess I do want to have sex with you. Yeah, no, she did. Yeah, because obviously the attraction is growing throughout the entire thing. Because if you guys see the cover of this goddamn fucking book, yeah, then you'll know exactly the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, sure. I'll fuck you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this guy's fucking hot as shit. So I know that. So he just rescued her. They all just rescued her because they had that little camping trip. He got tranquilized. <laughs> the number like, of times. All of the first stuff. it was like the people who made the booze like attacked yeah, them and yes. almost got them. But then they beat then them up. And then another set and of some, people. Yeah. Then they got attacked and she got kidnapped again. And it's just a lot. There's a lot, guys. Yeah. But now they're in like Peyton's territory. And Peyton yes. is the. The cat princess. The cat princess. She's awesome. She's great. And she's like, here, here's a room. And, you know, take care of yourselves while you're here. So I don't remember if she, I think she was like healing from that or something. Sure. I mean, one, she still hadn't eaten very much lately. Yes. It's like, I feel like you can't just get over starvation no. in no. like half a day. Like, <laughs> and like wandering around the wilderness mm-hmm. and getting beat up a lot. Like, yeah, she yeah. needed to rest and relax. And they were waiting on another, like, because they were going to send her out with a science ship. Yes. So they were waiting on that. And they're hanging out in the palace and they're talking and and they're laughing and like, you know. And the entire time (laughs) they're sexy. And and when she's having these conversations with Greer, she doesn't know that he can't, that he actually can lie to her. Right. They're both under the impression that he can't lie. Well, he doesn't realize the extent of her abilities. Of her. Right. He thinks she has to like turn it on. Yeah. He misunderstands because people talk about her like interrogation skills, basically, and like that someone can't lie to her. So he thinks that she turns it on when she wants Mm -hmm. to. Because he's never felt the pull because he just always wants to be honest with her anyway because she's Mm -hmm. his mate. Right. So everybody else is feeling that pull. They're like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Like other people constantly are like, oh, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you this thing I wasn't planning on telling you. What? Yeah, they feel compelled to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think there's something there absolutely where, you know, her emotions are just like, this guy hasn't lied to me. He really is having these strong feelings and I'm having these strong feelings for him. So why not do it? And so I I guess there's just something subconsciously she was like, well, I guess if we're going to be mates, let's let's do this. I'm I'm actually falling for him, even though she denies it a little bit. That's true. And they were talking about like long term at that point. She's like, well, I still have to get off the planet because it's not safe for me. And I want to find my sisters. But maybe you can fix the problems with the Federation and then I can come back and Mm -hmm. be your queen. Exactly. So they were still kind of talking like she's like, "Okay, I accept this. But in her head, she's also like, I'll leave and never come back and he'll move on. Right. You know, but I'll have these memories of having fucked a really hot dragon prince. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So they, you know, they do it and it's nice and it's tender and sweet. It was a very. um, Which is unusual for. A dragon. Shifter books. Shifter books. There's not a lot of like the real aggressive raunchy shifter shit. Well, and he (laughs) is not an overly masculine character. 
heat. Super unusual. Yes, super unusual, which is, and it was slow paced. And even just the way that Michael had read him as a character was really, um, I liked it a lot just because it was just like so calm. It wasn't overly aggressive or, or anything. And so he let her take over that entire scene, the very first yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. He, They both have already expressed that they wanted, they, they were going to do it in the middle of the forest while their friends were sleeping. <laughs> that is true. They were going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so before he got tranquilized. But, and she got kidnapped. And she got yeah. kidnapped. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so it was going to happen anyway. But I think now that they've got the privacy of the room and they're like, you know, whatever, let's just do this. And the emotions just piling up and the true understanding, or at least what she expected was, he -hmm. hasn't lied to me. Well, why would he need to? And she really believed it. And then, yeah, right after it, she accidentally broke his crystal, which is part of the ritual is, well, technically they're supposed to acknowledge their bond to the council first and then break the crystal and then they can have sex. So they did a little bit out of order, but it is still like, that's the, we found each other. You don't need this crystal anymore, Mm -hmm. like, and breaking of it. But then he still puts her on the science ship and he's like, okay, we got to take care of the Federation and all they're doing. And you got you to go be safe and hopefully find your sisters and everything. Yeah, he's re- totally then, respecting the things that she wants to do and not want to do. Exactly. And then <laughs> this is the funniest. When he flies <laughs> he, after the spaceship. He turns, into a spaceship. <laughs> he turns into a dragon and tries to fly after the spaceship. Because <laughs> his dragon is like not nearly as calm and he's chill like, about the whole situation. Nope. And so, yeah, like he... He puts her on the ship and he starts walking away and then he's just like freak out shifts and like <laughs> flies after him. <laughs> it's like up into space yeah. and then like falls back to the planet. <laughs> he falls back to the planet. And I'm like, oh, buddy. And this, um, I, this story has like obviously a, like a sci-fi paranormal. Oh, yeah. It's definitely... It's more sci-fi because it's yeah. it's so because they have like a lot more advanced technology. Mm-hmm. Like there's the medical bay they put her in yep. to heal all her wounds, and they the found f- like she had a shard of uh, ceramic stuck yes. in her leg from <laughs> from years a fight ago. with her sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, and that, yeah, that's really cool. And they have a machine that just like makes you food. <laughs> oh, I mean, like the the Star Trek replicators, right? Where you just walk up to her and you're oh. like, "I'd like a grilled cheese." I didn't watch Star Trek, so I have no idea. Well, that's the only thing I wanted from the show was the fucking replicator because <laughs> well, yes, you just walked up to it and you'd say what you wanted and you got it. And I was like, that's genius. Oh, why yes. can't we do that? Yes. Why can't that just be done? That's all like, uh, yeah. And of course the spaceship. But yeah, everything is like super high tech. And But the funniest piece was she didn't even get on the ship. Well, she got off the ship. And so he's flying after a ship that she's not on. Yeah, that's true. He, he, I think and he that's why it hurt. cracked yeah. me up so much. Because, <laughs> like, she got off the ship because she, she saw a picture. Like, they thought it was a wanted poster for her that the Federation was using. And as soon as she saw it, she realized the Federation had one of her sisters because there was a scar on her face. They're triplets, mm-hmm. so they're very identical. But there was a scar in the in the poster, and that only would have been drawn that way if they had her sister with the right. scar. You know, they wouldn't draw a scar on a poster, a wanted poster for someone who didn't right. have one. So she knew that her sister was on the planet, and the Federation had her. And so she got off the ship because she's like, I got to go get my sister. And Peyton and her go off into the city to find, you know, clues and answers and whatever. And Dragon <laughs> Greer's just flying after a ship that his fucking mate isn't even on anymore. And he almost dies doing it. I don't know. I laughed so fucking hard at it that was scene. Pretty funny. I just couldn't stop because he was being so it was, dumb. It was pretty funny. And I love that. Was it Jax that punched him real hard in the face? Because then he started freaking out a little bit more. And he's like, yeah. dude, you got to come back to <laughs> like, it's, it's 
he had to punch him or not yeah. like he yeah. was like stop trying to be a dragon yeah. your dragon's your dumb. dragon it flew after a fucking spaceship you can't take that on that's dude. just stupid <laughs> um what were you gonna do <laughs> Anyway, so then, uh, yeah, they find the girls in the city. Is that where they have their next sex? Yes. Do they fuck up I feel like it's that? like I do remember alleyway. that one because I remember being like, it's an alley and we do not have no, time and, right but now. They just fucking do. But they, it's quick and hard. And this one's pretty hot because he was just like, it, like the description was that he pumped it to her a lot faster than he did the first time because it was rushed mm-hmm. and it was so full of emotion. They'd have just reunited after she's like, I got to go. Bye bye. Yeah, And then mm-hmm. he gets his love back. And then like not even two seconds. Of, of like having their orgasm pain's like come on guys we gotta go hurry it up <laughs> i was like oh she's just like i know because she was just like, around, around the corner, the corner. <laughs> i was like oh my yeah. <laughs> but yeah so then they it all comes together they find her sister they free her and simultaneously undermine the federation like the queen comes out and is like you're not even supposed to have prisoners on our island because like mm-hmm. the federation shows up and is like you stole a prisoner from us and she's like by our you know agreement for you to house these refugees there's nothing yeah. about prisoners and you're supposed to notify us if you bring anyone new to mm-hmm. the planet and since i don't have a list of any prisoners you've recently brought to the planet how can you accuse us of having right. stolen prisoners <laughs> Like, so it's a really, like, twisty woohoo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, obviously, it's still going to be an ongoing theme throughout the next couple books, probably, of, like, the Federation's the bad yes. people. But they find one sister, and so they have another one to go find at some point. And at the end, they're talking, and that's when Selena's like, I want you to tell me a lie. Like, tell me a lie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I don't want to lie to you. I have no desire to lie to you. And she's like, no, tell me a lie. And he's like, okay, I don't like your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I something yeah. like blue your blue eyes aren't pretty and she's like what and so then she makes him tell him like four yeah. more lies <laughs> and she's like you can lie to me and he's like yeah but i don't want to <laughs> like, yep and it was at that moment like, where they were like oh that's why that's why why well, you don't feel the pull yeah. and why you're able to lie to me and and all that yeah because he was like while he's kissing her he's like i don't like to see you naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just really dumb <laughs> But I, I mean, and she's like, no one's ever been yeah. able to lie to me before. So she's very excited to be lied yeah. to. <laughs> After they discovered that the uh, bracelet had broken, he's like, well, I mean, now we're married. You're my wife. This, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it hasn't changed. And she's like, okay, that's cool. But this is right before she was about to get on the on the ship. So even mm-hmm. then she's like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, well, I'll be your wife, but I have to leave. But now she's staying. She is staying. So it's okay. Because she doesn't find out until later, because Peyton actually told him or told her that Greer is actually in line to be the king that he is oh i did the, forget the he had never yeah, told he her never that mentioned, she's like yeah that's something you probably should have mentioned in the very beginning because that's huge <laughs> like i i don't just get to marry a dragon i get to marry a dragon prince and then potentially we become a queen there was that big and just because it's a little bit of information there's almost no female shifters right. So they have this system of bringing women from other planets. It's called like the bride flights. <laughs> so interesting. I was like, I don't have words for what I think the right now flight. about this. <laughs> and so these they know what it is. They know what they're going to and what they're looking for. So they get on these shuttles and they come to different planets and for the potential to be mates mm-hmm. because there aren't women born shifters. There's few. There's like his grandmother was one and then he has a cousin. Mm-hmm. And so there's like that's two generations away and there's only one in each generation. Like Peyton is super unusual. She's like the only one in the cat yep. world. 
that's a woman. So they're just so rare. So they usually do marry humans. Mm-hmm. That's how they are able to um, So like the queen is a mm-hmm. human. Like Greer's father is a dragon shifter, but his mom is a yep. human. And so it's not unusual and they're not surprised that she's mated to her. But it's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so now they're fine. They're they in lo- they're in love. He, she can lie or he can lie to her whenever he she wants him to, yep. even though he doesn't want to. He doesn't care to. But right, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. She's just really happy to have someone who doesn't have to tell her everything. Yeah, exactly. And so, like each one of the triplets, and I really wish that I could tell you the names. I think one of them was like Pira or something, and the other ones they were almost identical names, like Fira and Pira. Fira, I think Fira, Fira and, and Pira. Pira or something. Yeah, very. And, and then, then Selena, Selena and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> why, are, why are those two almost the same? <laughs> but um, they all each have powers. And Fiera, who's the one that got rescued in this book. She can't she lie. She cannot lie. She, yeah, she has to tell the truth. And she kind of is a little um psychic. Mm-hmm. Prescient. She can see the future a bit. And then what was the I other one's remember. power? Does she know? I just know that she's more sensitive than the other two. And I don't remember what power it was. If that, Or if it was even, like, if she even alluded to it, honestly. No, it was discussed. Because I think she might see, like, the past or something about the past or knowing okay. things. And then the other one knows the kind of the future and can't lie. And then she, Selena can, or gets told the truth yeah. by everybody. Yes. So they're pretty, like, yeah, if you were to put them all together, it'd be a pretty, like, oh, that's- Awesome That's a super set of powers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the Federation were using her sister who has to tell the truth and is kind of psychic. They were bringing in all of these really fancy, high-powered people who wanted to ask questions about their, like, future and stuff. Yeah. And she has to tell them, but she finds a way of telling them, like, cryptically. Yes. She's pretty cryptic. But anyway, so so yeah, that that was a book. Selena and Greer mated for life. <laughs> they are mates. <laughs> that is how that happens. And obviously, we're gonna get Fiora, F- Fiora, and I want to say it's for. I want to say it's Pierre. It's not Pierre, but I kind of want to see Jax's book because I'm really attracted to him. I like him a lot, and I just don't understand why, but I do. Um. Well, yeah. Well. Jax's book is the next book. Which is probably Fiora then, right? But they didn't he didn't say anything about his stone. Yeah, it is Fiora. And they have Yeah, I'm surprised his stone didn't glow then because I thought that I thought that was what was gonna happen when I the book was finishing, but it didn't see then I was like, Oh, I I didn't yeah, it didn't come to it. But And then we get Roderick. Oh, Roderick's the cat shifter. Uh So it'll be the cat shifter and the third sister? Nope. Somebody named Justina. All right. And I definitely know that was not the nope. third sister's name. Nope, I don't need... Nope. <laughs> That's interesting. And then Kane and Nova. Wow, there's a whole bunch of them. And then Peyton. Hmm. And they are not naming her person, so that's interesting. Wow. But yeah, so yeah, there's five of this, but there's more of, like, she has the, this world has a lot of, uh, Michelle, one, has a ton mm-hmm. of books. Like, so very, very yeah. many books. And then there's five in this Quilixen Lord series, but I think that there's other, she has other Quilixen dragons doing other things, <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more to say about this book, but it's almost, I mean, it's two people meeting who eventually fall in love and realize that they're each other's mates and get kidnapped, get rescued, get kidnapped, get rescued. <laughs> <laughs> yep and has sexy sex when it comes to it mm-hmm. yep i mean yep. I th- action is action there. yeah sex romance i mean that's what we read books yeah, exactly like this for so 
Yeah. Um, I don't have a, we don't have a kiss and tell really for this one. So I can't really think of anything uh, no. that we want to talk about except for maybe, you know, like obviously the underlying theme, I guess, of this book is like lying in a relationship or whatever. So or. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the more interesting pieces and like unusual so people cannot lie to her. And not only cannot lie, eventually just start saying the, yeah. <laughs> yep. secrets. Like that's, it's more than just because you could avoid her like talking to you, then you wouldn't tell her secrets, right? But even if you just being around her makes you tell secrets, yeah. that's, that's tough, right? And she was so, she, like she had such a problem with it because mm-hmm. she knew all of these secrets. Like people would just start confessing to her. And so she's had really bad relationships in the past because people haven't really taken to that mm-hmm. very well well they don't enjoy being forced to say things and like you know past guy who she's trying to or like making out with confesses that he's thinking of somebody else yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. or you know stuff like that is not or one like of them ideal. was gonna rob her like so <laughs> yeah one of them was gonna rob her and he just says it and so it's like well at least she got saved from that situation because she knew that but at what point like there is a certain amount of it's unhealthy to just know somebody's right. entire mind. That is not <laughs> their every thought. Like that's not a great because people should be entitled to the privacy of their thoughts. Because oh, yeah. you think things that aren't true or they aren't things you're gonna do or even things you don't want to think for a second. You just think it and then you're like, oh, that was a exactly. stupid, that was a bad thought. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we do. That's mm-hmm. what brains do. They don't. It's not like a hundred. It's not a completely within our own control right. what we think and so if you are compelled to constantly say what you're thinking to somebody that's that's tough and that's going to be unhealthy and she just wanted mm-hmm. some mystery so <laughs> she, like and kind of the foundation of a relationship is truth and honesty but up to like right. what point like at what point do you get to be yourself like and you know keep some shit to yourself and then when is that line crossed into actual lying that's harmful and damaging right, to exactly. a relationship and it's always it's that line between like the white lies and stuff you know like if I make a dinner and it doesn't taste good do I really want to know if it tastes good <laughs> or will it completely hurt my feelings I'm like you know that that's a little issue but yeah i mean but also it's a small thing to just be like you know thanks for dinner like i appreciate yeah. you making dinner for me like th- those aren't lies but it's also not exactly. going this is the best today right? <laughs> right probably not you know? <laughs> like, you also cross those lines of like you know um that last time we had sex was really bad and nobody wants to hear that <laughs> You know, like no, maybe no. I had no last fun time last time. Sucked. <laughs> I was born, and my hoo ha hurt, and you just wouldn't right. stop. Although you should say some of that shit. Maybe not all of that shit, right. but some. Of <laughs> exactly. Um, you look. It's yeah. There's an interesting topic and an interesting thing to think about because to me, like lying is that's like the fucking. That's sure, the thing like, I can't put up yeah, with most. It's not a great quality to have in a relationship. It's really tough. I think because it implies some way that you think I'm stupid. Right. That I'm going to believe the bullshit that comes out of your mouth. And then I also hate the double down. Like when you're like, no. Oh, what yes. do you, you know, like you call them on it and they just like yes. insist and like really dig in to the lie. And you're just like, I can't, like, I don't want to fight about it. I don't, I just want you to know that I know you're lying. Right. <laughs> I just need that. And then I'm going to just not talk about it now. Because I don't fight with yeah. people. So I'm not 
Like, I'm just going to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to tell me that lie, but that just means I no longer trust anything out of your mouth. Exactly. Like everything, I'm going to assume everything you say to me is a lie and I will stop asking you things because I don't want to give you the opportunity to lie to me. So I just will no longer need any information from you about anything. At at all. And in fact, I mean, (laughs) that just kind of like ruins our relationship then. At this point, what do I need from you? What can you give me? without me doubting anything that you're telling me. Exactly. Are you a person who believes that keeping a secret is also lying? But you, you do you get what I'm trying to say? So like if... I, I'm trying... Yeah, but I think we need an example because I think that makes yeah. it easier. Let's say your partner like goes somewhere and doesn't tell you where they went. Okay. And you, If you don't ask... Okay. They don't come home from work on time. They go somewhere... They come home and I assume, I feel like they should tell you. That they are right? going out after work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they should. And and I don't like being put in the position where now I have to ask right. where have you been, right? And I generally tend to not because I have bad history sure. with being lied to exactly. about where you right? So I tend not to ask and I expect you to tell me outright just where it is. And when you don't, then yes, I feel like that's lying by omission. Like even if that's, it's something yeah. completely innocuous, like after dinner or after work drinks you know with colleagues or something like fine but i don't see how you couldn't tell me those things like i feel like that's definitely when you start to break down the relationship absolutely yeah right when you're not saying like the simple parts about where you are and what you're doing and you make me ask and then you tell me something i don't believe yeah when it comes to that point where you're just like i didn't want to tell you because i don't want you to get mad or i didn't want to tell you because i really needed to do this that thing. sentence yeah. right there is the nail in a coffin in a relationship as far oh, yeah. as i'm concerned because if it's something i have a right to be mad about you can't like okay what are those things there's not that many things in this world that would make me mad mm-hmm. right and so either one, it's something I have every right to be mad about. So not telling me because <laughs> you know I'm going to be right. mad about it. That's bullshit. I have a right to that feeling because you're doing right. something shady. Or two, it's something I don't care about, but you've determined that it's something exactly. I'm going to be pissy about. And like, And I, that means you, A, don't know me because if you knew me, you know I don't get mad about bullshit mm-hmm. like that. And two, that also indicates that you're just yeah. lying about shit, right? Something is happening because why are you worried about me exactly. being mad? Exactly. Because <laughs> I don't get and mad. And if it gets into but, that part know, of the relationship, yeah. then at that point, you should start really questioning whether or not this is even something that you should be a part of, you know? Because if you can't talk it out with your partner about anything, any fucking thing that is going to happen, even if it's just a drink with friends after work, if you can't even do that with them without them, what without you fearing that they're going to get mad or you think that you have to lie to them or whatever, then maybe there is something else wrong with the relationship that you guys should really work on first to figure out so that you don't have to have those feelings. And that way they, you know, like if they get mad because of that, then you just tell them like it's, it's going to be so much better. <laughs> At that moment, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's just, there's no fear. There shouldn't be any fear in that. That's the thing. And and it is hard because, so this is, you know, dredging up a lot of things for me from a past relationship with somebody. And like, I could tell that their reaction was triggered by past experiences Mm -hmm. for them so they'd been in a relationship where everything did make that person angry and make that everything was a fight with a Mm -hmm. past person 
And so they're projecting that onto me and uh, like behaving in the same way where they start being secretive and and stuff because their past partner would blow up about everything, right or wrong. Like I'm not in that past relationship, so who knows? But that also needs to be talked out, right? So why, what am I doing wrong that makes you still feel like you have to respond in a way that you were responding with a past partner Mm -hmm. when I'm just not that person and I'm not, I never have indicated a a tendency (laughs) to blow up or be angry or fight about shit. I just am not like... That is never going to be me in a relationship. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. not. And they should recognize like, I will just quietly. Like, and I feel like it's not that hard to see. Like, no, I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying. Like you have yeah. to. And you have to be willing to accept the differences in people because everybody isn't the same. Like we're not mm-hmm. all the same and we don't react the same way to different situations. And so like I understand people have trauma and they, they react in certain ways to certain situations and stuff. But you can't expect everybody to react the same way. Well, no. And that and identifying those instances and then working on them together is much healthier. Like because mm-hmm. if that's the way you're going to approach everything that's a lot you're going to just struggle it's not going to work it's just not not going to work it's not going to work because somebody who is a calm person is going to get tired of that they're going to be like well i can't live my life with you not telling me things or lying to me because you're afraid of how i'm going to react when i don't react yeah and then you're going to end up with somebody who is probably like that first person who is reactive and then you'll just be in a you know, a self-fulfilling a prophecy. <laughs> exactly. And, and you Where know, you're like, like, I knew you would be mad. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. And then you're like, but you were making me mad. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of, like, yeah, I have a lot of history with liars and I don't like it. And it has, it has affected kind of the way I approach things. But I do, I work really hard to just like believe people from the beginning until they show me a reason not to. Like until there's definitive proof or something that is like, okay, let's explore why this happened and why this like, I this was a lie and we need to talk about it. Right. But otherwise, I just do want to just believe what people say. Yeah. I don't want to assume they're lying because I have liars in my past, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And how are you ever going to heal from that and become strong? stronger as your own person in a relationship, you know, so you're giving them that benefit of the doubt. And Mm -hmm. the great thing about that is that once you recognize it, you're able to be like, okay, well, sorry, that's it. Now I can't. Mm -hmm. And then you can move on from that. Like it hurts, obviously, you don't ever want to be lied to. Mm -mm. But giving them that chance in the beginning is huge. And some people can take it and some people can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that I've had I think I've had one boyfriend who was who'd lied to me, obviously, for a couple of reasons. We tried to make a long distance relationship work that didn't work. And it is what it is. And and I've learned from that. And I didn't like it. I it hurt me a lot, but I healed from it. And I think I'm sort of like you where it's kind of like I'm giving you that chance in the beginning. But if I find that you're just like a storyteller, you tell me lies all the time, then you know what? We can still be friends or whatever, but we're never going to have this relationship that you think we're going to have because I can't trust you. Mm -mm. I don't have to worry about that with Dan, which is very fortunate, I think. So yeah, I'm happy and lucky in that regard. Yeah. Hey, look at that. We ended up doing a kiss and tell. We did. <laughs> I figured we could do it. But anyway, all of that goes to the fun fuck fact we're going to share for this episode, which is an article on verywellmind.com. And it's called How to Spot a Liar in a Relationship. It's by Sherry Strutoff. And it was last updated on March 22nd, 2023. 
just kind of a quick thing about common signs someone is lying, which is like unusual body language, unnecessary details are oversharing, avoiding eye contact, inconsistency in stories, defensiveness, denial, and then why people lie in relationships, how to spot it when it's happening, the impact of it on your relationship, and like how to deal with a liar. So pretty good article, you know, even talks about like, do you forgive? Should you leave? Like how to, you know, all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll share that up on all of our socials this week. And uh, so, yeah. you know, learn, learn how to handle lying and hopefully you don't have to deal with it too much. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, to wrap up this book, I think we already did. The main characters get together. They fall in love. I'm sure they'll have dragon babies. I'm sure they'll have a daughter under the blue sun. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And I'm sure that Pierre, which is not her name, will be found. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish I had a lot more to say. You guys, this book was like four hours long if you listen to it at 1.5, which is what we listen to it at. So. <laughs> it's going to be like, it was not It was like eight. <laughs> it is eight. But if you listen to it real fast, then it's yes, so much shorter. But it's only like six. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I think yeah. it was, a, you know, very different because of that, like, sci-fi aspect, the whole, yeah. like, alternate world. And, like, everybody in the world knows about space travel and, like, there's other, they've visited other planets and there's space pirates and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of fun things that are happening in it. So, like, it's a definite world she could keep exploring, obviously, and I'm sure she yeah, does. Yeah, so. absolutely. I rather enjoyed these space dragons than I did those other ones that we did on Valentine's we Day a long time ago. Uh, other space dragon a very long time ago that was not our favorite space dragons. They, were, they weren't great, but that's history. So yeah, should we rate it then? Yes, we should. So I think I'm going to give this book a seven. I think that, I mean, I really appreciated the narration. I did I did like all of his different characters and accents. And uh, for some reason, I just really liked how he did Jack's. And I think the storyline is really interesting, bringing in the sci-fi part of it and creating this world that she did. And the sex was, I mean, it was there. It wasn't as deep and good as I think we're always sort of asking for, but still good. And I uh, I like the, the storyline. I think it's all there. I think I could give this one a solid seven. Yeah. Um, seven, you know, six and a half. Yeah. I think it was just, it didn't catch my attention quite as much as some of our other books, which I think is, you know, why I'm, I struggled to kind of recap it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like some of the ancillary characters more than the main characters, the main couple. Yeah. Like I really, I get it's Peyton, Roderick Peyton. and, and, and Jax. Jax. Were mm-hmm. way more interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the way it is in a lot of the series. A lot of the series start with that, like, the leader or the main man and they're never the ones I want I always want like the cocky asshole brother or cousin (laughs) it is because they have to be that example exemplary like fucking couple right they have to be yeah strong because they're gonna be the royals right Right. they have to be like the one that's leading the pack where the rest of them could just be wily (laughs) and I like the wily dudes better so (laughs) I yeah I kind of think my I probably would like the next few books a little bit more than this one in this in this series. But you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, it and they were there start. was some interesting piece. Like they could partial shift. Um, mm-hmm. So he was there's a time where he's a uh, dragon man. 
<laughs> yeah. So like part dragon, like his claws and his his uh, teeth face, and mouth, his, face, but yeah, then like, like still thing. like still a human man body that he could like run and fight with. So yeah, interesting. Like a lot of interesting things. And then again, adding, it, I think the cognitive dissonance for me was the dragons, which to me says, you know, old medieval U.S. Yes. world, like old like castle medieval mm-hmm. cave with high sci-fi technology yes (laughs) food replicators and med bays and spaceships and i just have like i think those two things are fascinating to add together because they don't speak naturally to each other so i'm like no not at all i'm trying to read and like they're walking around in loincloths for like a whole section of the book and i'm like loincloths and med bays what (laughs) and sitting on castle walls like it's exactly in my head i was just like this is not it it wasn't connecting but it was interesting it was was really good interesting and i just and so i think i i think getting in further into it will yeah have more appreciation for it i think i was struggling a little bit on the mashup yeah (laughs) definitely but i did think that she has a good start for creating this world sure So, so yeah Oh, and I guess I do want to say just because I don't know if it matters to the people who listen to us, but I did win this book in a in a like a a drawing from Michelle. So thank you, Michelle, for the book. Yay. It was a free audio version from her, so I appreciate it. But we weren't like required to do a review or do anything. Like it was just a, it was a mm-hmm. free book that I won, and I uh, wanted to share it with everybody. And so yeah, there we yeah. go. And we have done our review. So okay. So guys, for our next book, we are going to read Sex and the Single Vamp by Robin Covington, narrated by Maeve Winlock. Yeah, that's that's our that's our next that book. That is our I know next noth- one. I know nothing about this book. So. I <laughs> I don't know much <laughs> other than the title. And it is technically the fifth book, I think, in the series. What? The fifth? Yeah. Oh, you just broke Kalina's mode. What is this? I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, I have a feeling that they're not, like, it's not that kind of series. Like, you know, like, I think it's together, but could be standalone. Yes. Okay. Uh, Because in Goodreads, it doesn't come up as part of a series, but in Audible, it does. Oh, So then I don't understand because now I've got conflicting information. (laughs) There you go. Well, we'll find out. I mean... About but, yeah, and we haven't had a vampire in a while, and we haven't done a vampire. Mm-hmm. This is Robin Covington is a a black woman for you know Black History uh, Month. We want to you know highlight black authors. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I think it's Southern. We tend to enjoy oh yeah Southern. I I don't want to say for certain. I think I think it's because it was called. I think all the other books in this series are called like Southern. Comfort, Southern Betrayal, Southern. Oh, but again, I, I don't know for a fact it's a series because Audible listed as one, but Goodreads doesn't. So now I'm confused. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn more when we re- when we listen to the book. Yeah, and maybe we'll take all this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> I'm like, what am I talking about? I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, according to Audible, it's the Boys Are Back in Town series. 
And this is book five. And the other books are Night of Southern Comfort, His Southern Temptation, Sweet Southern Betrayal, Southern Nights and Secrets. So they all say South in them. So I'm assuming South. It would make sense to me. <laughs> but then, of course, the fifth book is just called Sex and the Single Vamp, which doesn't follow the like other titles like at all. So that's when I get confused. South and the Single Vamp or Sex and the Southern Vamp. <laughs> Right? There we go. <laughs> it's not those. But yeah, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out when that happens. It looks hot, though. The cover looks hot. So that's why we're Hell really... Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Let's do it. And it's... Yeah. It's... You know. Hey, we're going to. That's yes. what we're doing. This is what we're telling Let's you. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. So uh, join us for that in a couple weeks. Yeah. We'll see you uh, back here for that. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. On our social media, you can find us at Sturdy Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> I love that we, like, every single time we're so used to saying it now, and we're like, eh. <laughs> I know, I have to stop myself, because I'm like, no. But in all those places, it is sh- with three H's, or you can email us directly at sturdybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at sturdybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe, that'd be amazing. We would love to hear from you all. Thank you so much for your music, Jim Townsend. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Sh- Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.